cellar dwellers got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Cellar dwellers got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Dweller Talk with the freaker from your speaker, Go Go McSprinkles. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Dweller Talk, a podcast where we chat about all things Keller Williams and his music. Today's episode isn't um, maybe my greatest work. <laughs> I have to admit it was a little rushed. I was on vacation last week. Today is my son's birthday and running around like a crazy person. I didn't get a lot of time to focus on this. So my editing's not that great. And unfortunately, apparently the sound quality wasn't too great when we recorded Floydian's uh, vocals. So it's not really that ear pleasing to listen to. So I apologize. I don't know if anyone can figure out how I can keep that from happening in future recordings. I'd appreciate the input because <laughs> I'm winging it. Anyway, here's Floydian Troopers episode. Please enjoy. Floydian Trooper, and we're going to chat a little bit about his Keller journey. So let's let's start with your name. I've always, always wondered. I Maybe it's a reference I'm supposed to get, but I don't. But what what's the meaning of your name, Floydian Trooper? Okay, yeah, this has been with me for a really, really long time, since I was <laughs> probably in my, about my teens, I suppose, coming out of my teens, maybe, uh-huh. 1920s. Um, it was my old Xbox uh, screen name. Because oh. of our obsession with, like, Pink Floyd is definitely our, like, Mine Holly's coming together obsession, really, as a couple, and mm-hmm. through our journey, life journey, really, um, really was founded in Pink Floyd a long time ago. Oh, wow. Um, so it's the, the Floydian and then the, the Trooper, because we were typically, uh, yeah, we were often on journeys together around things related to Pink Floyd and music. And um, just sharing journeys together. So yeah, that's for the interest. Wow, that's really cool. I'm I'm so happy to finally know the story behind that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Alrighty. So in the before times, before you found Keller, uh, let's set up a, a picture of what your life was like. So what kind of music were you into? Yeah. So uh, Holly and I were, you know, again, we've been together since. Uh, middle school mostly we took a little break in high school but uh pretty much since middle school but uh definitely since her senior year of of high school Uh um so we both were jamming initially on of course the typical things you'd expect like nirvana and um (laughs) fighters and things that were kind of happening around the 90s and such and but we both were getting into this earlier scene of exploring music. I grew up in a household where I was brought up in a very diverse musical household. So there would be days where I would hear Billie Holiday or Elvis, and the next day I might hear like Metallica and <laughs> Pink Floyd or whatever, or B.B. Or King. Like it was, so I had a really diverse experience. And probably I really just Coming out of high school there, got into pretty heavy classic rock and then really diving into Pink Floyd. But that 
that led us into a lot of, like our first concert was Roger Waters, the bass player from Pink Floyd, and uh, oh. the, the main lyricist. That was our first concert together in 1999, mm-hmm. um, or no, 2000. Yeah, sorry, 2000 in the flesh in Bristow, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing that, like following Roger Waters when we were there initially, and, and then exploring other music and, and such too, uh, before we kind of realized uh, about Keller and the, the that kind of music scene in of itself mm-hmm. yeah um yeah yeah so there was a lot of like the classic rock so the the seeing members of pink floyd rush uh, we, would, we would see rush a lot nice. when, when they would tour so yeah it was kind of like going back to that classic rock vibe mm-hmm. uh, i guess as we were going into college there nice and yeah and kind of exploring that and of course there was the mm-hmm. typical getting more into the grateful dead and stuff like mm-hmm. that too so that, that was mm-hmm. all kind of happening about that same time i suppose i see okay do you remember the moment you first heard keller's music oh yeah so it's, <laughs> this is actually interesting so i actually stumbled upon keller before i even knew it was keller oh wow so yeah so i guess it was like early 2002 through 2004 so like around 2002 we came back home uh, from college and i actually reconnected with an old high school friend that is a phenomenal guitarist and he was kind of tinkering and playing around in local bars and stuff and um we you know we started to party together a little bit and uh it was definitely my heavier partying days back then the Floydian days for sure <laughs> and uh we uh i was playing keyboard a bit back then oh. not um i'm not i've never been trained or or did music theory or anything it's just definitely uh you know you give me enough drugs and and the right people and i'll jam you know? <laughs> That is um, amazing. Yeah, so we... Uh, I, I want to jam yeah. with you sometime. Oh, yes. Well, we definitely will have to. Like, I love it. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing, but I love it. And um, <laughs> I got a good ear for music. I just don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's the most fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And so he started taking me to some of these local bars with him to go play music. And so we were playing these songs. One of them was called It's a Plant. It's a plant, but it can't grow freely, at least not in this space and time. And, you know, and then there was this song called Boob Job. She got a boob job. She got a what? Boob job. No. Yeah. Put a pass in the corner of the bucket to press a bone, treat it like a man made thing. She got a boob job. She got a what? And, you know, I didn't know, like, what we were playing. It's just he had his own little thing, the way he would play him. And I know, of course, Boob Job is a David Wilcox song, I believe. But um, but still, it was obviously the killer version he was playing around yeah. with. And, and it's a plant and stuff. And then later on, after a year or so of playing, he started doing this song called Play This. And 
a really interesting version of Word Up. And again, I know that's all going back to Keller because he knew Keller. It's just that at the time I didn't. I was just yeah. happened to be playing those songs and didn't even realize it, or, or our version of those songs and didn't oh. realize it. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. That's really cool. So, so you were accidentally playing Keller's music. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know. And granted, the guys lived like he did. And at the time, Holly and I were getting into around 2002 or so, Disco Biscuits and Humphreys McGee, like really heavy. Yeah. Um, so we were on a natural path to learn about Keller probably pretty soon anyway. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. it's funny. I was like, we were getting the Humphreys and stuff and like almost right there at Keller and I was playing his music and didn't even know it. And, oh my gosh. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of ha- what we're doing about that scene until about 2005 or so. And uh, we, we kind of go off. And at that point, I'm breaking out into uh, kind of bit, being a little bit more of a grown-up, I guess, by about 2005. <laughs> so, and I didn't play with him much anymore. And But in 2000, and I was still into Humphreys and stuff a lot, of course, because I love Humphreys. But mm-hmm. about 2006, Holly and I picked up this DVD called Jamming the Dam. Oh. Because of Humphreys, technically. Um mm-hmm. And we pick up this DVD, and I see that it's got this guy, Killer Williams, in it. Mm-hmm. And I see some of the songs, and it's like I, I start having this realization and epiphany uh, <laughs> that I, I know this play this song that's on that DVD. And I was like, oh, my God. Not only is this guy amazing, but I've actually played some of this song before years ago and didn't even a couple of years ago and didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> but from that moment on, uh, we went and bought up until 2006, his full discography. Wow. And uh, just kind of went all in on like getting to understand Keller and keeping up with him from that point on. Yeah, that's amazing. What a story. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, did you like dive headfirst into Keller or was it more of like a casual thing you kind of slowly eased into? How did you go from that to where we are now? Yeah, it was kind of slow. Like we did go snag up all of the stuff right there, like initially. Uh, just mm-hmm. because it was, it was so, I was so blown away by him just doing all this stuff him by himself and yeah. his influences and then what he was doing in general. So yeah, we went and grabbed it up really quick. We were always listening to music anyway. Like we, music has really been a big part of our relationship and just what we do as a, as a couple and living in general. And mm-hmm. Definitely like kind of audio files. We've got like a lot of really high quality pressings of albums and stuff like that. So just, it's always been around us. So yeah, we dove right in music-wise, but not seeking him out to go see him live. But but we've just always been, um, just because of life and consequences, we've never really seeked out a lot of concerts, usually. Yeah. Um, definitely not festivals. Um, but usually we try to see, uh, like, Roger Waters or somebody from Pink Floyd or, like, Rush or Unfreeze or somebody, like, maybe once or twice a year. Like, if we saw two or three concerts a year, like, that was usually really good for us. Um, wow. We, yeah, like, we were, even though we were huge in the music in of itself, it was usually doing those journey, musical journeys at home or playing music with people or sitting down and listening on a really nice system, audio file type disc and kind of going on a personal journey. Um, that's amazing. But we did do... Did you get into the record? Yes. Oh, yeah. I like LPs. I like the different ambiance that brings, you know. Yeah. The vibe it can bring. Um, yeah. But uh, we did tour. It was just we weren't super heavy. And, of course, I wasn't the best financially off that many mm-hmm. years, that, that long ago. It was because we were just coming out of, <laughs> in college still and stuff then. So, you know, it was like I wasn't touring a ton or anything. But mm-hmm. 
I would say in 2007, uh, actually, when Holly got pregnant, ended up being one of our best touring years. I think we saw Roger Waters a few times that year. We saw Rush like three or four times that year. But that's probably been our biggest touring year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get to see Keller initially for a while. He just, if, he, if it would have been close and like happenstance, it would have probably happened. But it yeah. ended up that uh, we didn't get to see him live until he came to the uh, Holston River Brewery in Bristol, Tennessee in 2015. Wait a um, minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Well, we went years from 2006, basically, from us watching that DVD until 2015. We never got to see Keller live. And it was at the Holston thing. Yes, which okay. we all yeah. know now from Mr. Charlie's interview. He has a picture <laughs> of Holly and I at our first Keller show. Oh, uh, which, Yeah, so that's new to him, too. He didn't know that either. Uh, I just told oh. him that uh, today or yesterday. But uh, need to yeah. tie it together, yeah. guys. This is awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I, so it's really cool. That because I just wrote that last week. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, yeah, he took a picture of Holly and I at our first killer show. Wow. Yeah, and that, and that was, and I'd actually just had back like serious back surgery like a week or two before that, so I was like uh -huh. up against that back wall uh, across from Mr. Charlie because I was trying to not get bumped. Otherwise, I'd have probably been up front dancing, but uh, bump up against me. Yeah, you would have to be seriously uncomfortable to not be dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, but that was really cool, and that was our first experience. And I'll tell you, like, I'll never forget that night. He, uh, it sounded like he was about to just tear those little rinky dink speakers at Holston River Brewery a new one. Like, I didn't know if he was <laughs> going to blow those things or if they were going to fall on the ground. Like, but he was just tearing it up, and it, it was so much fun. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Now I wish I would have been there. It sounds like that was like the most epic Keller saga ever. I yeah, it. it was good. I love it. Oh my God. Let's talk a little bit about COVID. How did COVID impact you guys' lives at all? It was pretty serious. I mean, I guess we're lucky. I'm in a job as an IT engineer. Mm -hmm. So when all that hits, we, and on Valentine's Day weekend of 2020, Holly and I went to see Umphreys in Asheville. Mm-hmm and had a great time and come back and within a week the COVID deal starts to really unravel you know and it's like golly we just went to this big concert and we were passing vape pens around with people and it's like oh my oh, gosh my. what have we done and yeah. but luckily it's like that passes and my job just we can be remote doing IT they just said look everybody just stay at home we're fine mm -hmm. so job wise and everything nothing changed for us like our our job was fine Nothing IT-wise really slowed down. If anything, it might actually picked up. Mm -hmm. um, so that I can't complain about. But obviously the stressors and the changes of just the isolation. I'm a, I'm kind of an odd character. Like <laughs> in my personal life, I'm actually like we don't have a lot of friends. I'm pretty introverted. But wow. my work my work life, I'm, I am extremely social and like I do a lot of process engineering, which is a lot of I facilitate a lot of team meetings. Like I love people and I love being at the office in my work life. It's just Aww. that's that's just how I work well. Mm -hmm. I like that interaction. Oh, yeah. I hear you. I, I had to go back. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it was like all that stuff changed. And it really like, yeah, that was a big curveball for me and everything I do because everything I do at work is so much about bringing people together. Mm -hmm. That was it was just really hard. Yeah. So like we're trying to take all that in. And of course, luckily, uh, I, do, I do not do so standard social media. Mm -hmm. I, I just prefer not to. So Discord's the only thing I have as far as our social. I, I consider <laughs> it more of a social club than a social media. Exactly. It's a little um, bit different. 
Yeah, so I don't do any media stuff, so I wouldn't have even realized about Keller Stellar, but luckily Holly does Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. the family and news and such, so. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember she used to talk on your Floydian account, and yeah. I remember talking about Mrs. Floydian Trooper, like we always assumed she was with you, and I remember you started posting more yourself, so she decided to add her own Madcap Holly, at least in Discord, yeah. so it's like, it's yeah. really cool seeing her kind of step out from your shadows <laughs> oh yeah i really enjoyed that yeah but- yeah if covid hit and we find this and everything like it it was a, a really good failure to just mm-hmm. even though we were fine with the, the jobs security and all still nothing changes that flap of just the no concerts no getting out no going to the office no, no just being whatever it is you might want to do that day you mm-hmm. might not get to do it and that and that doesn't even include by may just when my medicines quit working last year and when that's when i started to get pretty sick last year was about the beginning of May. really before i took that really bad spiral by september and october there in the hospital oh my but, god so, i guess i underestimated how bad it was yeah it, it definitely got got pretty rough there so i i guess you know we we had our and i guess this will tie into the i guess agent memories a little bit here yeah look at you tying it all together yeah we'll just let it kind of naturally flow into the stage at me that's strange how that works yeah so as you're coming into like march or so our first we missed some of the first few stage shows so our first stage show which is one of my favorite stage at memories march 25th show and we come onto this thing, like five bucks, killer live. It's like, oh shit, yes, we're doing this. We need it. Yeah. You know, and like we get on there and we start chatting with you all in the chat and like killers interacting with people and we're just like, this is so cool. Aww. And as most people probably have heard or read on the stage attached, like I love mantra and like I love cycling. Mm-hmm. across the mountains here just repeat on mantra and go for a 20 mile bike ride like it's a oh, wow. um so i'd asked him that night for mantra or maybe float on from modest mouth because i knew he could do it you know i'm like he gets through some of the show and and he that's the first show he ever seen Floyd and trooper and it was for float on uh, he wasn't going to do mantra that night i don't know if he'd done it the show before or something maybe but Floydian trooper Floridian Trooper, Floridian Trooper, wanted to hear Mantra, or something by Modest Mouse, Floridian Trooper, Floridian Trooper, Floridian Trooper. He, he just didn't do the mantra. And he was like, I'll do Float On For You. But that was the first time he sung Floyd and Trooper oh. in a song like that. And like, we just went crazy. We were like, what? Like, <laughs> what is he doing? He's actually singing my screen name in here. And we just got a <laughs> kick out of it. And I tipped him a bunch of money. And like, we were like, we are so coming back on the 30th for this. And, and that is actually my next probably tied for my favorite memory is the March 30th show. And that was the first and I think the first and only real Floydian mantra oh. there is. Where, and it's my ringtone, actually, where he sings Floydian Trooper through the mantra, a whole, almost the whole song. And really? Like, it's so funny and like awesome. And yeah, it just, it just was, was like, and we just knew then after those first couple of days, it was like, this is going to be so crazy. And like, you all kept 
showing up and he already had the repeat offender thing going by then, mm-hmm. even after just a couple of shows, like he had already figured out his little mm-hmm. marketing scheme there with the repeat offenders and, <laughs> and such. And it was like, dude, this is so cool and it'll be so fun. And, and it was, and that like just kept us going, going, but it honestly wasn't much longer after that though, that yeah, unfortunately I did start to get not too well off there by May. Yeah. May. Wow. I've got that bowel disease, so my medicines quit working, but it's not a immediate thing when it happens. Uh-huh. Well, that's it's good. A, it's a slower thing. Yeah, it's a slower thing. So it's like I knew it was coming, but this last year was the first time it's ever got out of hand. I've never had that happen before wow. where I might have a slip for a week or two, mm-hmm. but usually they adjust my medicines and I'm okay. But last year was the first time the medicines quit working completely. Wow. So I guess it was by mid-August or so, like I was really... Wow really bad off so we had that stress on top of the COVID stress Good going on. Lord, that sounds awful yeah but you know that's that was the thing like the stage it shows helps mm-hmm. like give us a distraction from that yeah. that harsh rea- reality that was happening and, then, and you know what um, i don't think we ever picked up on how bad it was like you didn't bring it to the group you didn't let it burden you or any of us like i always try to have fun anyway. I, I i appreciate that that you you came to yeah. us you know without like I said, you could yeah. bring problems to the group, but you were able to let them go and just enjoy hanging out with us. So that's, that's yeah. pretty awesome when you kind of break it down. Yeah, we left. I mean, yeah, it was great. Y'all were great for us and, and for me. And like, I, mean, I know I mentioned it a, a few times. I got really, really bad. And then, of course, when I was in the hospital, I know we mentioned it in the mm-hmm. stage of chat a few times there. But, but in general, it was, yeah, there was several months there of like, you know, sleeping in the bathroom. Oh, my God. You know, when you're going to the restroom 30 to 35 times a day. Wow. Wow, yeah, like, yeah, it was not a pleasant time in my life, no, you know, but no. I tried not to really show how bad it was, I guess, doing yeah. all that. You did good, that's for sure. So, yeah, no, I mean, it was, yeah, it was rough, but yeah. um, but then that, as that on kind of on passed on through, I would say probably one of mine and Holly's probably tied later memories of the stage and stuff was the first time I got hospitalized in September. Mm-hmm. I'd been in there a while, and, you know, because of COVID, I couldn't have guests, so I was basically just Aww. slowly di- dying in the hospital alone. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was just, Jesus. you know, we were just trying to deal with it, and Hopefully make it through it, you know. And that one day I got on stage it in the morning and uh-huh. gave Kelly and then a tip and was please play. Uh, oh goodness, I'm going to draw a blank now on what I requested for them to play. But I asked him more specifically, would you please tell Holly that I'm going to be okay and I love it. You know? um, and that was the first day we see Madcap Holly show up this or uh, stage it because uh-huh. I made her that account so she wouldn't see what I asked Keller as Floyd and Trooper <laughs> earlier that day. And it was so so we could share the stage virtually to get files oh in the hospital. Oh my god, that is so adorable. So, yeah, so on that nine six, it was the nine sixteen show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, it was Mantra. I asked him to play Mantra, and um, yeah, so it's the nine sixteen show. I do believe that's right. And maybe three or so minutes into that song, like yeah, he he does this whole spiel about letting Madcap Holly know that. I was going to be okay. And I loved her and to give her smooches and hugs and stuff. And it was off. Hey, 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 Madcap Holly, 
Floridian trooper loves you and will see you soon. Loves and hugs and kisses. Madcap Holly, don't you worry. Floridian trooper loves you, loves you, loves you. Support for Keller Sellers. No, I, you know, her and I are, are video chatting as this was happening remotely. I mean, yeah, oh. it, it was pretty amazing. And, oh, my God. Uh, that is so adorable. Yeah. I can't stand it. It's like there could have been a lot of things we could have done while I was mm-hmm. in the hospital. We chose to do stage it and be with oh. you all. And the Keller oh. experience and stuff. You know, I adore that was, story. Yeah. Wow. It was important and, and yeah. it did help us a lot. You know. And that includes um, back when I went back to the hospital in October. Like, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't leave in September okay. Like, it, they probably sent me home earlier than they should have, honestly. Oh, my. And two weeks later, I, I ended up back in there at the 1st of October for another nine days. Oh, my God. Wow. But, uh, and did kill her again that way. <laughs> but, uh, it was fine. Yeah, luckily, they found something that, that worked for me. And like we come out of the end of the year with like, um, actually, one of the cool things, I come out of that last hospital visit in October, and they find some biologicals that are working for me. And on the flip side of that, unfortunately, I'm immune compromised now because of the new medicine I'm on during oh the God. pandemic. Oh, um, Jesus but, Christ. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I get that uh, burden to bear now. But that, but. At least I'll I'll be okay most likely now forever. Mm-hmm. But Good. um, but I did have to give up the immune system for it. But either way, we came out of that of October and stuff, and the first Goochland show get mentioned oh. um of in 2020. So I'm coming out of the hospital immune compromised, but we still go to Goochland. <laughs> it's like, look, I almost I've almost died. COVID sucks ass. Like. <laughs> It, it's outside mm-hmm. and socially did. We're going to see California. I'm going to pay this man and I'm going to see him and we're going to do this. I don't care if I'm in compromise, there's COVID. It's like, I'm out of the hospital. Let's do this. We went up there and did that. And that's the first time I got to meet Keller. We, that was the first time I met Keller, actually. Mm-hmm. To me and Holly for about an hour, got mm-hmm. to meet the family up there and stuff, and it was just amazing. And mm-hmm. What was your favorite and, memory from the shows? So, when Holly and I went to the first set of Goochland shows that fall, mm-hmm. um, that whole experience was kind of just a blur, honestly, because <laughs> I just got out of the hospital, I had lost uh, about 52 pounds. Oh my and, god, you know, I, I'm not the biggest guy anyway. Where um, would you? even have 50 pounds yeah so i was like i was just so beat up like it it, it really is a, is a blur mm-hmm. but i know it was amazing i know i remember talking to him pretty well and emily pretty well mm-hmm. so that was it wasn't really until after 2020 had kind of went away before i really got my wits about me and, mm-hmm. and ever since the, the the show experiences that have definitely been more uh realistic i guess because yeah. it was like coming out of the house and going up there then <laughs> for that first set of good shows was just uh, it really was a blur and then wow. we saw him talked to him and then left like we didn't hang out at all really after that we just left and mm-hmm. came right back so. that takes its toll <laughs> yeah yeah it, it I, did but it was it was so cool though yeah i always underestimate that and i i jam myself into a weekend like that and it's like oh i regret it later <laughs> so so there were two gooches right two yeah okay so i met you at the second one then right correct okay yeah so that one was freaking awesome that was we, nice. yeah we had quite the crowd there was there a crowd at the first one like a, a dweller crowd 
No, it was, um, I, if I recall correctly, Wendy and Jerry mm. came to the first Goodson show as well. Mm-hmm. But we didn't think we met them. Again, where I was getting out of the hospital and stuff, it really is a blur to yeah. me that whole period. Though. But I'm pretty sure they were at least there. I don't know if we got to talk to them mm-hmm. okay. or really connected at that point. But <laughs> um, Yeah. I thought maybe it'd be another thing but, where they were taking pictures of you again. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but just it, uh, show up in everybody's picture. Yeah, so it was more of a that one was a win because we got VIP, so that I knew where I, I'm immune compromised. Like I wanted that guarantee we would have a table up there that would be really nice and segregated. Um, yeah. And I think Wendy and Jerry were out there in the field, if I recall, correct, at that time. And I, I believe we did say hey to them, but we were trying to like get out of there kind of quick and stuff anyway, so it wasn't like a big deal, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's still pretty cool though that, that you guys got to share oh, yeah. that experience even though you weren't fully aware of each other. <laughs> so the second time when you were at Goochland when I was there, so that was the second time you met Keller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, I was going somewhere. Well, we'll just we'll just move on. <laughs> How about this past weekend at where the fuck were we? Duck. Yeah, how about how about last weekend at Duck? You got a special song about you. Yeah, the uh, another. Uh, that's actually the first singing Floydian Trooper mantra that, that I've heard in a while. Was that the same? He would play mantra. Yes, yes, it's mantra. Um, yeah. was, was that the same tune he played in the March thirtieth show? Pretty much when he does the Floydian Trooper mantra, like he always uses the Floydian Trooper pretty much in the same places. It's, okay. it's pretty funny. Um, and then he added Amy's, of course, because of the the whole mix up there. Like uh, he added the Amy Colligan to the like do 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 part. So that was funny too. So it ended up being like really cool because he got the the whole do 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 piece added in there with it. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was really funny and awesome. Uh, I mean, he's played Matra uh, on request for me a few times, including live since mm-hmm. that. that first mantra in March of uh, 2020, but he had, you know, he kind of quit singing names as much there after like April or May of 2020. It was like, yeah. once we got kind of more people joining the stage it shows, it seems like he, he kind of chilled out on the personalization stuff a little bit. You know? I, I picked up on that too, because most of my songs from my best of playlist are from like March to June. And then after yeah. June, there's a significant drop because he stopped singing my name in the middle of each song. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I like that so much, but like it was, it's all my requests from like March yeah. to June right there in a playlist. Cause after that, I only got like one or two and I didn't really get shout outs in the song. It was just, he played my favorite song. So it was like half the playlist is, is that like the songs that he played for me afterwards that my name isn't in. But. Yeah, any of the OG dwellers definitely know that used to be a thing. He was mm-hmm. definitely more likely to sing your name early on than as that stuff progressed and we got more and more people which yeah. that was fair though because he needed more time also to do the uh the dwellers song of all yeah. the repeat offenders and guests. So yeah, he had that to, ended, yeah, he started having to do it in two two or three different sections. Yeah. And it was like holy crap, you know. Which that was cool to see too. That go from just it being the smaller little group there in the beginning to it being mm-hmm. this big enough crowd that he did have to take a few little breaks there to do the shout out. And yeah, stuff. and I'd have to imagine that it's pretty cool, like coming in in the middle of it. You know, you're like just checking it out because you're kind of wondering what it is, and then you start saying your name. Like if you didn't know it was yeah. coming, I think that'd be really awesome. So I hope that 
yeah. at some point I find a dweller that has had that experience because so far I've only talked to the people that were there pretty much since just about day one. It's like, I, I think that perspective has got to be really different. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, mm. yeah, this has to be interesting because we've seen it all just kind of slowly build and unfold and change and shift. And, <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a very cool journey. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. So looking towards the future of going to shows, do you think it's going to change for you and Holly? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that mindset of when I got out of the hospital and went to that first set of Gooksling shows, um, like, that's kind of the mindset I've kept. Like, just, we used to be pretty conservative. Granted, you know, the trips we would take and stuff from since about 2007 uh, when she got pregnant and since until now, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we were kind of conservative with our touring and stuff because a lot of times we'd go on trips to take our kids to museums and stuff like that. We were just doing more of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, yeah. Uh, and that's fine. You know, that's mm-hmm. cool. Like, we were still definitely into the music scene at home, you know, but this is all just kind of lined up, I guess, properly where the kid is old enough now to be more independent, so that part helps. Mm-hmm. And then after what I went through last year, it's kind of a realization of, like, I'm not going to keep sitting on my ass and missing things anymore nice. i'm getting out there and doing it so it looks like based on what we have planned right now i think by november we will see keller 15 times wow wow that's awesome and i'm hoping that from now that becomes more of a the typical mm-hmm. thing of like i'd like to do a goochland run every year duck oh. every year the caverns every year like oh. i would like to see that become a normal that's the thing i do just yeah to, the yearly trip to the caverns. Yeah. That's right. As long as he'll show up, I'll show up. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be. That's awesome. I love it. All right, sir. So I think we covered all the bases that I wanted to chat about. Is there anything that I didn't cover that you might want to mention to the group? Just that you know, we appreciate all of y'all a lot. You know, like, it, I mean, we really, really do mean that. It's, it's been really important to us. and. Oh. Y'all have been awesome, and the experiences and share experiences have been awesome and helped us through some pretty shitty times, literally, (laughs) yeah. And uh, it's just, it's been really awesome. And then uh, to apologize to people that have to watch the dance, um, because (laughs) just so everybody knows, Killer is probably the only place I've ever publicly danced. Oh, my God. Otherwise, you pretty much do not see me that. So, um, but sorry, but it's Kevin. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> All right, sir. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And let's see here. I've got two episodes to complete before yours. So you'll probably see it in about three weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. And I look forward to dancing like an idiot with you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yes. Have a good night, sir. All right. No. Alrighty, for today's re- for today's random Keller jam, I found this really interesting song from four twenty six two thousand and two. It's about the soap opera Guiding Light, apparently. I don't watch the show so I don't know if the references are accurate but it sounds like he wrote a song about 
his wife watching Guiding Light. So check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, next week, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to post an episode that's a roundtable discussion. A bunch of us got together on Discord and talked about a certain topic. So I'm going to edit that up and try to make it into an episode. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to go smoke some pot and eat some birthday cake. Peace, love, and K-Dub. interpretation of what's going on through my wife's head as she's watching Guiding Light. Josh and Reva must always be together, that is just inevitable. Olivia conniving while Reva was spying, inevitable. They share a common bond in Mara and Shane. And no one will admit that they're insane. On Guiding Light. Guiding Light. On Guiding Light. Evil Alex Balding, he's a wealthy worm of death. Philip's hair is perfect and he thinks it would be worth it to reconcile with Beth. They do share a common bond, especially the one that was conceived in the lost down plane when they both thought they were gonna die and it would be the last time. On Guiding Light, what were they thinking? Guiding Light, no wonder they're always drinking. Out in the towers every night On Guiding Light I'm not addicted Guiding Light I refuse to be sucked in I don't have to watch it I can read it on the soap opera digest
his youth gets gross and crack because he cannot deal with Cassie who can't have the royal baby and dealing with adoption and with the real mother who's changed her mind Frank and Harley carry guns and Billy's always having fun with his limo waiting right outside Frank and Nanny Hart and Dinah send a shiver up my spine up at 3 p.m. on Guiding Light what were they thinking? Guiding light. No wonder they're always drinking. Out in the towers every night. On guiding light. I'm not addicted. Guiding light. I refuse to be sucked in. I don't have to watch it. I can read it on the soap out the digest. I don't have to watch it. I can read it on the soap out the digest. To watch it, I can read it on the soap opera digest.com.